This is the Walking Well Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, This is the end of season four. You guys have been rocking and rolling, and I just pray that it's been a blessing. I've just been so excited to bring all of these people on and to bring this content to you because um, I know how impactful it's been for me. And so I really hope that over the course of these 20 or so episodes that you've gotten really good nuggets to move your life forward because that's my heart's hope that you see Jesus and that your life is radically changed because of it. So um, today we have Nikki Wright on the podcast. Nikki, thank you so, so very much for being on the podcast again, because this is your second time being on. Um, You were on early in like season one or two talking about singleness. Um, And so today it's a little bit different. Today we are talking about confidence um, and we're wrapping up from last week's talk about confidence And um, I'm really, really excited for you to share on this topic because uh, I think you are, uh, first of all, obviously, you know how I feel about you because you're one of my bestest friends. But um, I just think you radiate confidence. And um, and I I I get the feeling that it's not get the feeling. I know that it's an authentic kind of um, confidence where it's like your soul knows it right well. Um, kind of like Zaria talked about in last uh, week's episode, but um, I'm really excited that you're back and I'm really excited for people to hear again, some of the sharpness and the wisdom and the nuggets that you have. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. So awesome to be here. You know, I love, love, love you, love everything that you do. I feel like it's not only beneficial to the community, it's so anointed and I'm just so grateful to be here. Yeah, man, that's Jesus. You know that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the Lord. (laughs) Um, Okay, so any major life updates? You were on the podcast like maybe two years ago. Where are you now? What are you doing now? What space are you in? Well, I'm still serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't think that ever changes. The update is I'm still walking with him and I'm happy about that. So I'm 16 years strong um, in the kingdom and I'm excited about that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a minister now. I'm, I'm super uh, honored to serve people in this capacity. Um, that's definitely very new. <laughs> very new. So it's been like a couple of years now. Um, so that's the latest update that I have. Mm-hmm. Big things, big things. Um, so I guess we can hop right into confidence. Um the episode prior to yours, Zari Rains came on and talked about just some basics of confidence. And so I'm really excited for you to kind of talk about like what confidence looks like in real life. So how would you begin to define confidence? For me, confidence is trusting that we're well able to not only be, but also to do in life. So it's really just um, trusting that we have within us what everything that we need in order to operate and fully function at our highest capacity. I love that. The confidence to be and do. Um, that's really good. Just in like, I think sometimes, especially I think about myself, I'm such a doer that the confidence to be can be something that I have to learn in an area where I have to unlearn things. And so I love that that definition is bomb. Um, okay. So then what does confidence look like in our everyday lives? What is the outworking of that definition? 
So I, I absolutely believe that it's more of a forward motion in your life. When you're confident, you will see that there's evidence of it around you. It's not a lot of standing still. There's a lot of things that in front of you, you don't take a lot of time to ponder. You're not taking a lot of time. You're not taking years and years and years to wait. It's like, no, I am well able. I can move forward in this thing. And so that you can just move and grow and pursue. Mm. So like the marker mm. of confidence is fruitfulness, really. It's like what it sounds like. Yeah, because confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that confidence is a superpower. That is something that if you have it and you can tap into it, and not even if you have it, everybody has the ability to have confidence. So if you can tap into that confidence, tap into that trust that you're well able to do something, it can absolutely be your superpower. Like, okay, am I well? I'm at my job, but I'm well able. You know what? I'm in this relationship. Things might have got challenging, but I'm well able. You know, I had a challenge with my friendship, but you know what? I'm well able to make sure things are reconciled. So it's just really just having that confidence, that real trust in yourself, that real trust in God that you're well able to do anything that comes up against you. I love that you highlighted something that I think sometimes we skip over, but I know our pastor really talks about it. Um, this this confidence, not just in God's ability, but in your ability in God to do something. Um, that mm -hmm. is both and it's okay. I, I know I can handle it because God in me can handle it. Absolutely. Uh, a big part of that, I believe, is um, really just getting being in tune with yourself mm. and knowing your heart wiring or at least learning, just taking time out just to learn how my heart wired. You know, what? because that can be a real source of building up your confidence. And you know what? No, I like to talk. And so this is I'm well able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, you know, just being in a group of like, you know, I'm well able to lead or I'm well able to follow when it's necessary. I'm well able to, you know, like speak up and stand out and, you know, fight for injustices, whatever those things may be. People are hardwired to be and do certain things. And I think if we really just take time out to really just tap into that, I think it's going to breed further confidence for us to do other things and elevate on other levels. I love that. You just said so much. And just paying attention to yourself and like taking some time to just go like, okay, wait, God, how did you make me? What are those mm -hmm. things I can do with my, my eyes closed? You know, but even beyond that, those things that are on my heart to do that I'm passionate about fighting for injustice, speaking up, leading a group. I'm capable of that. I love that you just paying attention to yourself is so big. Um, so how do we begin to like develop this confidence to do the things, all the things that are like in front of us that we feel called to do? Where do we start in developing that? I think you should really just pick one thing and walk in it um, because I think boldness is contagious. You know what I mean? It's just um, once you do one thing and you realize, oh, I can do this well, I think is something that's innate in us that it multiplies within us that we can do other things. So, for example, um, you know, um, say for I'll take myself, for example, I love to write. I'm a writer, point blank, point hands down. One of the things I felt like God spoke to me um, very early in my born again life was that I'm a communicator. Mm -hmm. So one of the my um, favorite ways to communicate is via writing. And so very early on in life, I want to say when I was in elementary school, I started seeing that about myself, you know, because sometimes you have parents that notice things about you and sometimes you notice things about yourself. And so I actually was pretty blessed. To, um, at first, I noticed it about myself and then my parents noticed it about me. My, my grandparents noticed it about me as well. So I was the kid that I would sign up for, you know, writing competitions and I'd win them. Mm. I got published. I want to say when I was in the third grade for the first time and my parents were like, you know, my parents, and my grandparents were like, hmm, 
you're going to write the Easter speeches for all the kids at church. (laughs) So like identifying something and blossoming in it. um, I want to say for all the way through my grade school years up until college, I want to say that is the one thing that I honed on to. I didn't really tap into anything else. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. Um, It wasn't until after that. And I was like, okay, I'm a writer. I enjoy this. There's more to being a communicator. It was when I got born again, God said, you're you're a communicator. He didn't just say you're a writer, Mm -hmm. you're a communicator. And that's every medium. And so I was like, oh, so it really opened my eyes up to I was limiting myself. And so there is more for us to tap into. So I, I would say start with one thing, hone in on that thing, work in it, prepare yourself in it, practice yourself in it, whatever that thing may be. And it creates a bonus. You're going to go for things you wouldn't typically go for. You're going to try things you wouldn't have typically tried. And that's okay. It's, it's, it's something else waiting for you on the other side. Man, so, so good. I love that. Just like that small step, because I do think boldness is contagious. It's like you step into something and you see that, oh, I'm competent. I'm capable. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might be good at this. Okay. I stumbled a little bit, but it didn't kill me. Like I recovered. Um, and you're more willing to try in other areas of your life just from that one experience. And I think we tend to be harder on ourselves. Like when you just said stumble, when we stumble, I think stumble is something that we identify as stumbling. It's not, other people don't always see it as a stumble. I'm really bad at that because I'm really hard on myself Mm -hmm. and I will go ahead and put that out there. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, like when I think I'm like, oh my gosh, that didn't land. Oh my gosh, that that didn't go through how I wanted to or Oh, I could have written that so much better. Other people are like, oh my gosh, that blessed my life. Or, oh my gosh, that was so good. Or, and I'm like, man, that, oof. So sometimes you're, sometimes our stumbles are not really stumbles. It's just the, the what the scenery looks like on our way to the other side. That's a whole word. Because you, first of all, didn't have to come for me like that. Because um, <laughs> it's not like I'm walking through my own stuff with, even just so you talk about like, you know, confidence that sometimes um, it just doesn't go the way that we imagined it would go or didn't look the way that we thought it would look. And I think sometimes that can discourage us from trying again. Um, but to just be like this, I love that sh- the way that you put it, that this is just the way the scenery looks like right here, right now, while you're walking to get to the other side of a thing. It doesn't have to be a like, oh, I stumbled and messed that up and dang it, you know, like this is just part of your journey. And it's really can we talk about? Can we just talk about um, as believers, why are we so quick to throw in the towel? Uh, do we want to talk why? about it? I'm okay. I'm just saying here. Talk about it. Talk about why, okay. So let's go there real quick. Okay. Okay. So why is it that anytime we feel any opposition, mm. the immediate reach is, oh, well, that must not be God. Mm. I absolutely do not believe that. Mm. I absolutely believe that that is an enemy to your progress, mm-hmm. an enemy to our growth. To sit there and say, you know what? It was hard. I'm going to throw in the towel. Oh, I didn't get the job the first time I applied for it. I'm going to throw in the towel. So I'm just not even going to try in other arenas. This one time was my one and only chance. Can I tell you, it breaks my heart when I'm watching a show, some kind of competition where somebody is on there saying, this is my last chance to do this thing Mm. that I'm like, are you kidding me? You have this amazing gift and you're taking this one season of life. This one opportunity as your last ditch effort. Do you still have breath in your lungs? Mm-mm. Do you Mm-mm. is your gift still in operation? Yeah. Was your gift taken back? Do, are you are you not able anymore? Mm-hmm. So I, I'll just say, 
I hate the idea of throwing in the towel on things that we're passionate about. I think we need to learn how to look at life as a kaleidoscope and just turn that thing around and see what's another angle that we can hit it from. Because I think when you finally find the vein that you can run with something in, not that confidence is going to go so through the roof. And then all the other rewards that come along with confidence, hey, there's no turning back from that. Once you had a taste of it, can't go back. Mm. And even speaking to, because as you started talking about opposition, I think it's, there are two things. I think the first thing is that hearing from God and knowing what your door is, is an mm. art form. Yes. It just takes trial and error. And we got to be okay with that as believers. Like, okay, that didn't work out the way that I thought it would. How can I adjust? Okay, that wasn't, okay, how can I adjust? But then also opposition is, is par for the course when you're doing kingdom things, you know, and understanding mm. like, yo, if you're over here trying to be better and shift some things in you that are going to impact your generations or the people that are connected to you hell ain't happy with that like there's gonna be opposition this is probably the first podcast this season that i've been able to like connect with my interviewer without any kind of technical difficulties Mm. and and that for me was always just like a oh this is just a little bit opposition it's okay guys we're gonna figure it out and you know but i knew the importance and the significance of of what i'm doing and so finding opposition in whatever way i found it was just like i learned to take it as an encouragement like okay Word finna be bomb. Word finna be fire. It's all right. You can try to like shut stuff down, enemy, but that's not what's going to happen. And we got to get some stamina about us. You know, we got to get some grit about us. Um, there's definitely that sensitivity to walking with the Lord. But even in, in something like building confidence, because I think I think the the confident person is a person who knows their identity. And I think hell is afraid of people that know their identity, period. Ooh, you had him. Period. Like hell is afraid of people because when we know who we are, we walk in the fullness of that. And as he is, so are we in this life. And that's crazy to think about. Like as mm. Jesus was, that's how we are. Mm. What, what that part? Right. Like hmm? Hmm? anyway, <laughs> this ain't me talking. We supposed to be talking about you and confidence. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Iron sharper iron. Sis. You know, yes. this is what we do. This is really what we do in real life. So it's fine. <laughs> You know, it's funny. You made me think about um, when we were talking about opposition. When I was in ministry school, I was so there was something that I was taught that was super just impacted me that it's called the straight line, wide line theory. And so that life isn't a, a direct point from point A to point B. And I think as believers, sometimes that's what we believe it should be because we're in Christ. And yes, God does lead us. Yes, God does direct us. But just know we are human mm-hmm. and know what sometimes you just we just might miss it and even though we might miss it doesn't mean we miss the destination so Mm. it's totally fine Mm. if everything isn't a straight line it could be zigzag 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 but you still got there and then it's off that's so good and i hope that's encouraging for whoever's listening because even when you talked about people on on you know competition shows and feeling like this is it this is it for me this is my last hope it's like nah really though as long as you have breath in your body there is hope Mm-hmm. there is hope and you know things could have gone the way that you planned didn't go the way that you planned but never lose like your hope because god is all like he's just all he's way more invested in you getting to where you're supposed to be than you are so right there's that love my love them <laughs> yeah can we mention really quickly yeah. about you know I, let me tell you who i who i love seeing doing amazing things i love seeing everybody do amazing things but when i see elderly people come on Come through and be like, no, I'm starting a business. Mm. No, I'm writing a book. No, I'm writing a play. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, I got my whole workout situation. I'm doing online workouts and, you know, I have customers that come through. And I'm like, yes, God. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't end at a certain age. Mm. Are you kidding me? When I tell you it, (laughs) 
I'm so drawn to um, people and leaders and speakers and all these people who are elderly and they have all this wisdom and all this stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh, you still doing it? Yeah. Yes. This is the long run right here. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the model right there. So I don't know. I love seeing people in their upper years living life, mm-hmm. vacationing, yep, you yep. know, and saying, hey, hey, there's a lot of things left in me in the earth to do and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that there is a continuous model of, you know, having that confidence in all seasons of life, yes. you know, not just for the small children, not just for the teens, not just for the middle age and everybody in between, but everybody is counted amongst for confidence. And I just, it's a beautiful thing to see. So good. When you're talking, it made me think of um, Psalms 92, where it talks about even in their old age, they'll be full of spiritual sap and vitality and like flourishing. Yes, fat and flourishing, you know, testaments to the Lord's faithfulness. And I I just, yes, like to see, I even love when I see like older people that are like with it with technology. I'm like, oh, yes, because it's like there can be an atrophy that happens that you're just like, oh, that's it for me. I've lived my life. My better years are behind me. And that's not that's not the truth of the gospel or the word at all. You go from strength to strength and glory to glory. And so just speaking to that confidence in every season, I love that. I love, love, love that. And that for that to be vision that you cast, because I imagine even as people are listening, like, oh, like I don't have to shrivel up and die and be like, oh, I used to have fun. Like, no, you can be confident in God doing a work and, and multiplying and expanding your reach and, you know, all of those things, even in your latter years. And Love that. Hold on to that for your life, everybody. Me too. But that's so good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So um, fear is real. Shrinking is real. Feeling like you can't is real. And just getting stuck there. I think a lot of people can just struggle with that, especially in the age of like anxiety and feeling overwhelmed and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So like, what do you do to get unstuck? You want to be confident, but. Ugh. Well, one I think um, first I'll say shrinking fear is a very real thing. I think some people want to deny that that's a real thing, that you can get stuck in a rut and get in a place where you're frozen in life. Um, I have to say that that is a very real thing. Um, I've been there before. Um, One of the things that I like to do is um, before I address it, how to get out of it. I actually like to put preemptive things in my life in order to ensure that I don't stay in a rut if I find myself in a rut. I'll I'll, uh, tell you about a time where, um, man, my confidence was just shot. It just was shot. You know, um, I let people speak into my life that I shouldn't have let speak into my life and um, and just didn't know enough about who I was in Christ um, at the time. And you know what? I let it debilitate me. You know, but one of the things that I started to learn to do um, about things like that is I like I would create playlists. So, for example, if I know that I'm prone to get into a rut about how I look, how I feel about my body image, how I, you know, um, what I think about me, I strategically. So I actually have a playlist of many sermons. They're like three minutes, five minutes that I collect and I and they play back to back and I let it minister to me. I'm like, I need truth. Right now, I'm stuck in lies. My rut is I've believed the lies. So I need truth. Hit me with truth. And I look for everything that I can compile that will pull me out and bring light out into all the darkness that I've allowed myself to be engulfed to. The other thing is music. Um, I th- music is such a powerful thing. Obviously, I love praise and worship and things like that. But it's something about finding music 
that actually speaks truth. I have a playlist that's called The Real Deal. And these are people that I was like, oh, no, you know Jesus. You know him, know him, know him. Mm -hmm. And so I put a playlist together and I'm like, oh, these people, they put me back into putting my mind on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so when I do that, it's hard to stay in a dark place when you ain't you surrounded by you only surrounded by light. It's something about that. So ministry of the word, I have clips of that. Uh, I also have a, a I have a three playlists that I have. Um, one is called Christ Center. One is um, the real deal, and I can't remember what the other one is called because um, I'm thinking about it right now. But um, the, I'm telling you, hard spots in life. I'm like, you're right. God has chose me. You're right. I am exactly who God says that I am. Who am I? That's right. I'm a daughter of the most high God. And there's nothing that come up, can come above him. So I, I'm telling you, it's, it's you got to put, I heard Pastor Derek say years ago, he was talking about putting boundaries up in your life and live about those boundaries. And it's just me taking that and putting it in a whole nother scenario so that it's a protection for my life. I do believe um, we're in a constant battle mm-hmm. for our soul and for our thoughts, our thoughts, our feelings, and our choices, and that you got to put up a barrier. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real with you. You have to put things up in place to say, no, I won't be taken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kingdom will stand and it will endure. And so uh, I, I just would encourage anybody, if you're, if you know that you're prone to certain things, find things that encompass truth. That's important. It's not just feel good. It's not just an emotional tickler. I mean, the unadulterated, pure, uncut truth from the word of God about who you are and what you should believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that you said preemptive because, yes, like uh, I mentioned the episode prior to this, Zaria talked about Battlefield of the Mind and you are in a constant battle. And I think when we fall asleep to that fact, we are sitting ducks in a lot of ways because we just get lethargic about certain things or lazy about certain things. And to be preemptive and to know like, he's a strategist, like he walks around like a roaming lion seeking whom he may devour. And lions are strategic when they hunt. Um, and so to find, to to go, oh, I know, I see you. I know how you operate. I'm gonna put these things in place to address what I already know you're gonna try to bring down the pipeline later is just wisdom. Yep, yep. Be strategic. Love that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about a couple different areas because this season was about hitting like all the different roles and spaces that women occupy. And so, or listeners, because I know my dudes be listening too. Um, So let's talk about like, what's the mindset of a confident person, a confident woman when it comes to like your physical appearance? Because I think self-image can be, you know, one of the things where confidence is just under attack. Yeah. I have to uh, refer back to the scripture and Zaria shout out. Yeah, I know you had to bring it. Yes. <laughs> so it's going back to really saying, you know, when you're when you really think that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you have if your soul does not know it right well, then you haven't completed that scripture. You're not walking in that scripture. You're not living in that scripture. I hear a lot of people say it all the time, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But then my question is, but does your soul know it right well? The way you think about yourself, the way you choose, the way, you know, your outcomes in life, does it really do that? Because sometimes our actions can actually conflict with that scripture. You know, oh, yeah, I'm fearful and want to be made. But you know what? I hate my hair. I hate my eyes. I hate my face. I hate my skin. I hate my height. I hate my body. I mean, it's it's ugly that God took time 
to strategically and on purpose design us how he did. And then we say it's disgusting. I hate it. Mm. I think that's, you know, telling the potter that you don't know, you don't know me as well as I know myself when he formed us. And um, that's something that I've actually had to adjust to quite a bit, and you know, in my life, because I, I started out really just not super liking a lot of things about myself at all, right down to my hair, to my weight. I mean, things that you can change, things that you can't change. I remember having an experience one time. I was in my bedroom. This was like years ago. And um, it was kind of like my last moment of this. So um, I was in my bedroom. I was about to go to like this church event. And I remember trying to, I was trying on clothes. I was trying on tops. And I kept on saying, oh man, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I was getting frustrated because I was like, I could see my stomach and my stomach, you know, was a little big that day. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, I just want to hide that. I just, you know, my, my thought process was just, just hide, just hide. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I can't find anything. None of my shirts fit. And I literally just broke down crying, slumped down on the floor. And I'm like, God, I'm so angry. I'm so unhappy. Blah, blah, blah. And God just spoke to me right there and cut right down to the core of what was going on. And he's like, why are you crying? I'm just like, because, you know, mm. I'm fat. <laughs> I literally said that, you know what I mean? And so he said, you know, uh, if a person can look at you and boil everything that you are down to your stomach, there's not a problem with you. There's a problem with the looker. Mm-hmm. And that just birthed a new love for myself from that. If I don't like it, I can change it. But I can't be in bondage of what other people are going to think about me and what they'll boil me down to. Because God himself has not boiled me down to the way your stomach looks in that shirt. Oh, your arms being out on that. Oh, how your legs looking at base too. God himself has not boiled me down to that. And I will not allow the thoughts of people to boil me down to that. I am so much more than what can see, be seen with the eye. Such good word, like such good perspective. I love, I love just even taking yourself out of trying to manage other people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. I think it, especially in the, in the, self-image piece of it that's really what we're concerned about sometimes it's yeah i don't like the way this looks but a lot of times we're fearful of what other people think about how this thing about me looks and just being like take all your qualities all the richness of who you are um and make sure that you're giving stock to that and that whatever else ever people boil you down to is not the fullness of who you are really not your concern nope love that okay so there's body image so what about like relationships romance like what what does a confident woman or person look like in that space i think you just touched on it a little bit uh, um always knowing what you bring to the table you know i think it's really hard to knock a confident woman down not to say confident man or woman to be honest but uh it's it's not to say you won't have moments where things hurt I mean, when romantic relationships whether there's dating whether it's, you know i let me just speak to dating because that can be so challenging. I've talked to so many people during their single years and just the stuff that the, the horrible things that are said to people while they're dating. You know, I had a friend who um, a guy was just saying, you know, you too thick. You know what I mean? I, I would be interested if you weren't as thick as you are. Wow. You know what I mean? This is not an overweight person. This is like a super curvy girl, all this kind of stuff. And just to put that layer on someone's soul. When they're just trying to, you know, see, God, what do you have for me out here? 
and then to have people come and try to write things on your soul that don't need to be there. Um, you have to, we have to actually be able to just take that stuff and be like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know what I bring to the table. So if that's all that you're concerned about next, that's not it. You know, so in romantic environments and, and that goes true where if you're dating somebody who can't respect your body image, if, if, if constantly pointing out stuff, that's, that's, that's not a good thing. Now let's say that with balance. Somebody that, that loves you, somebody that you're considering being in a relationship with absolutely has the right to mention things that they would like or what they like about you. I'm just saying somebody that's constantly harping on the negative and not ever pouring anything positive in it because that stuff does happen. But balance that out just because he's like, oh, you know, hey, maybe we should go walking together and all that. Don't get all the way in your feelings like I knew you wasn't the one and cut them off and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> we can, come on now. Let's just be that's honest. Fair. That's and, fair. And, we could just be so extra just because something was said. Do you not think he's going to say that when you're married? Mm-hmm. He's going to say it. You know what I mean? Just know that that's not that's not an intentional attack on your confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody just blatantly telling you to your face, you're fat or you disgust me. Or, those are toxic words. That's something totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just saying. Um, just know what you bring to the table and who you are when you get in those because your confidence already has to be kind of high. If you're a person that's struggling with um, a lot of insecurity, I do not suggest serial dating for a person like that, you know, because everybody does different. Some people don't believe in dating. Some people believe in dating, whatever floats your boat. I'm just saying when you're coming in contact and you're considering someone, you know, and and you're out in this dating world, you just got to know you're the best thing walking. And I, you know what I mean? I don't care if I gain 20 more pounds, please believe when I go on this date, I'm the best thing walking, yes, sis, you know, yes. I'm the best thing in this room. Hello. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I actually go through that and I'm t- I heard it's so funny. Um, God bless his name, but you know, I heard, I think it was little Richard was saying today. He's like, I'm not conceited. Um, I'm convinced. Ooh. And I just adopted that. Yes. I was like, yes. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm just convinced. And and you carry yourself in that way when you do. So, you know, (laughs) when I go, when I go, I present myself in the best way, not because I'm trying to convince somebody of some other ulterior me. I do my best because I think I'm the best. Mm. So I present myself as the best. Trust me. You want to be on team me. Trust me. So (laughs) I do that. Obviously, I'm saying this. I'm, I'm making light of it, but I, obviously I do go in it. It is a certain humility to it too. You know what I'm saying? I don't just go in there like, oh, I'm the best thing walking and you're not. No, I make the assumption that you're the best thing walking too. Why? You interested in me? You just be the best thing walking too. Let's see if we can be the best thing walking together. I'm not mad <laughs> so, at this. I'm not mad at this. I- <laughs> But it's what it is, and it makes everything a little more fun. It's a little more positive. You're not looking for the faults in anybody, and you're not looking to tear down another person's confidence for the sake of your own. I'm not, I'm definitely not into that. Not into that. I don't have to tear a man down, you know, during a date because he has certain challenges or whatever. I've never. I will be honest with you and say I have. I do not say negative things, even if there's something negative that they bring up. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Well, how are you? How are you approaching that? Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that you're going to continue in, or how are you going to approach it? There is absolutely no reason for me to try to tear down another person when they're already walking in their confidence, even with other challenges that may arise. So, in romantic things, I want to say, just be respectful of other people's confidence 
and make sure you maintain and carry your own. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love just because I think sometimes we can get into um, arrogance, which is not confidence and be... And I think in arrogance, you're much more likely to tear other people down because you, yep. you're you trying to maintain this aboveness that's not, that's self-engineered and self-made and, and just re- respecting that someone else is also confident. It's okay for you to be confident. Like, we can be the best thing in the world together. It's all right, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah, that you don't have to disrespect anyone or even hold challenges against people. Like that's, that ain't it, you know? Um, but that confidence is is mutuality as well. Yep. Okay, so let's see. Oh, this one. So I think um, I'm thinking, I know we kind of talked like ministry, but just maybe confidence in work in ministry. Like when you um, have to approach a task in front of you in the corporate world, oh, let's take ministry. Let's start ministry. Because I think for women, sometimes that can present a unique challenge. But so like, what does a confident woman, confident person um, look like in ministry? I believe... Um being confident, particularly as a woman in ministry, is having a certain level of thick skin. Um, just knowing off the rip, everybody is not going to like how you say things or how you do things and being OK with that and not letting people see that into the enemy don't already doesn't want you to be where you are anyways. So I think it's something that you have to be super careful for really anybody in ministry. But particularly if you're a woman who already feels like um, if you've already taken the stance of I feel like I'm the underdog or um, let me say it like this. I believe that there are a lot of women called to ministry that don't take position, partly because of insecurity, partly because of they don't feel like people have given them permission. Um, one of the things that I've had to learn, um, I felt like I was called into ministry oh, like years ago. OK. And one of the things that I got stuck into and that I was lacking confidence is, is will anybody recognize? Not that I was performing for it. I absolutely was not. I was just doing and being who God said, what God said I should do and be. And I was loving every minute of it. You know what I'm saying? And then like I was like, I felt like God was calling me into ministry and I was just like, OK. Okay, so I had to get to a place where I said, I said, and I absolutely believed this, and it was just the strength that I went off of was no matter if man never recognizes that I'm a minister, I believe I'm a minister because God says I'm a minister. And you have to carry yourself like that because it is something that's established from God. And so if you believe that, line your life up with it. You know what I mean? So and what I mean by line that life up with it, if you believe that you called the minister, are you studying? Are you you know, are you delving in the word of God? Are you storing up truth in your heart? Are you ready? If, if somebody was to tap you right now, can you give a 15 minute word? So I'm I'm just saying. So if you believe you're called to a thing, be that thing. It doesn't matter if man acknowledges it. It doesn't matter if man says yes to it. If God gave you a yes, that's all you need. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if you live your life like that, it's going to come anyways uh, in some form of fashion. You know, we say I say ministry, but really, if, if God calls you to be a deacon and you understand what that means, work it. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm here. I'm present. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to support the people. And you know what? It's really just that simple. I think people get caught up in the the what you know, the outside of it or the being seen part of it, which is the part that I 
don't necessarily like <laughs> about it, but God is working on me. Amen. You know, I was just sharing with somebody the other day about how um, God spoke to me in a conference one time and said, you know, it's okay to be seen. Mm. It's okay. Because I think we feel sometimes like you need to hide or, you know, if you're a woman, sometimes women feel like, well, I'm not married, so I can't be called into ministry. You got to get that mindset out. All of that is going to keep you from walking in the fullness of what God has for you. I read a book. Um, it's the diary of Amy, Amy Simple McPherson. I want to believe it is. I got it on my shelf in here. And that was one of the things that she was saying. She felt like God led her to write a diary of her life from a very, you know, it was very early years and all that. And she was documenting like God was calling her into ministry and how she just kept resisting it. Like it can't be because I'm a woman. There's no way God is calling me into ministry. Absolutely not. And how she was resisting it. And she's like, well, I must I, I got must be going to connect with a man that's going to be in ministry. And that's not what God was doing. God was saying, like, no, you. he would give her visions of souls falling into pits because she wouldn't take her place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you, there are souls on the line. You got to get past the naysaying. You got to get past uh, what you believe people will give you and what people won't give you. All that kind of stuff. I think that's all petty um, missteps in life. Um, that keep us from being the fullness of who we really are. Just be, just be. Um, so I, I'll say, don't get caught up in the drudges, that icky mud of the silliness and this stuff that don't even matter over the course of a lifetime. Like who cares if somebody didn't ordain you? Who cares if people really receive you? And now who cares about that? Now I'm not saying, let me balance this. I feel like I need to, I need to interject this here. That is not to say that you don't, respect authority. I mean, like people that you trust to speak in your life, people that God has revealed to you that are the people, the people in your life, that type of thing. Cause I absolutely believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is there are people that are seeking validation anywhere that they can find it. And that's not just, that's, that's not great. Any validation that you're trying to receive beyond what God has validated in you is secondary. Mm-hmm. So you got to know that, you know, that is God. And maybe that's an unction. Maybe God has showed it to you in a dream. Maybe he's giving you a vision. Embrace that and like, okay, so if that's it. God, what's my next step? If this is what you called me to do, show me the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that's where we have to roll from. Don't sit still, get moving. You know, maybe you should be preaching. Maybe you should be preaching in a youth ministry. Maybe you should be ministering. Let me tell. Ooh, I'm sorry, Miss Jalan. <laughs> Let me, let, I gotta say this. Okay. So oh I think people look down on preaching anywhere besides the main pulpit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, missing an opportunity to save souls before they hit adulthood. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a children's. If you preach, if there, anybody listening and you minister in any capacity in a children's ministry arena, let me tell you, you got to be the real deal to do that. Hmm. To break down the word of God in a bite-sized piece where even a child can understand it, you're at the top of your game. Trust and believe God can do amazing things with that. Hmm. So stop underestimating what God has called you to do. It's power in what you're doing. Can you imagine taking a third grader, a fifth grader, a fourth grader, and they received Christ at that time because of a seed you sowed in their life. They're like, that was the moment. You know how many kids I've talked to? And it's like, oh, it's elementary school. I remember there was a time when this happened. And I knew right then I needed to receive Christ. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. 
And don't even let me get started about teenagers, because I believe it's an all out attack from the enemy that people think all teenagers are difficult mm. and all teenagers are attitude. And I was like, oh, if you can just see past that lie mm. and see the richness of the next generation, the new forerunners that's going to take over this thing as the generations pass the generations, you would steward that very differently. Mm. I'm telling you, they're already making decisions for Oh, I done got caught up, Jesus. Let me tell you. Okay. So I believe people get so caught up in this thing about, oh, the church is falling away. Kids fall away from high school into college. And they're getting so caught up in that. Do you? The seed is there. Mm. People are not talking about how fast they're coming back. First of all, I'm going to say they ain't never left. You know what I'm saying? They're just trying to make a full decision with the full range of without the boundaries of what parents gave them. Sometimes mm. they got to know. Do I really believe? Hello, adults do that. Mm. You know, you know, they this stuff and go back like, oh, do I really believe this? Well, let me go over here. Oh, that was wrong. I repent. And we don't give that same right to teenagers. Mm. Come on, get out of here with that. Do you think I, it hurts my feelings when I see a, a teenager cutting up in a club somewhere, you know, getting lit, lit, drinking out? I absolutely do not because I'd be like, I know what's in you. Mm. And I know that God ain't done with you yet. He ain't just the author. He is the finisher of your faith. And I'm good with it. Come on. I heard the pastor say one time, you just gathering testimony. Yes. And that's okay. Because everybody has one. Boop. Okay. So I'm not concerned. I I love teenagers. I'm telling you. Just give them truth. Mm. It will work it out between them and God. Mm -hmm. And that's any of us, no matter when you get born again, no matter when you receive that word. So let me loop that back around. So I say all that to say, don't underestimate your calling. Mm. Don't underestimate the seasons that God sent you to develop you in your calling. Mm. Hmm. Let's talk about, huh? Huh? So I'm just telling you, youth ministry, children's ministry, parking lot ministry, Mm. learning how when people, when you're trying to tell people to do a certain thing and they don't go where you're telling them to go, that is ministry. Please stop underestimating what God would have you to do. It's great. It's great. And God knew it would be great in your life. That's why you're there. Huh? Mm-hmm. Let me get off of that. Mm-hmm. Let me. Oh, oh, let Terry me back there. Terry there. <laughs> <laughs> let me back down. So I'm just telling you, Usher saved lives. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe Usher saved lives. I believe that there are people walking around just looking to be noticed, making sure they're not invisible. And I believe ushers save lives. I absolutely believe that. Greeters save lives. Carry the word of God in your mouth. Carry the love of God in your heart. You're saving lives out there. You don't know how many people haven't done something foolish Mm. because of the love that you express just by seating them. Just by saying, hey, how you doing? Oh, you know, you know, we social distancing now. I tell somebody I don't forgot how to hug right now. But when... (laughs) But when the church return, (laughs) but I'm just saying, I I absolutely believe that God does so many things in so many different ways. I don't think we can fully comprehend what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So I go where God is telling you to go. And I'm telling you, be the best at it. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're going to be a youth leader, be the baddest youth leader there is. If you're going to be a children's ministry, a usher, a parking lot, be the baddest one there is. And what I mean by being baddest in it is be at the top of your be on time, show up at everything, you know, serve with joyfulness and gladness. Why? Because the more you do that stuff, that confidence level, I'm true. Anybody going to try to tell you nothing? When you get your next assignment, if God sends you into a different area or into another level of whatever it is you're already doing, you're like, I got this, me and God, we well able. Mm. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and rest in that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. Jalan, that was the take. All of that was <laughs> that was all the business. That was I y'all had to collect your lives because she came for him. Um, yeah. I love, love, love even just the honing in on where you are. Be faithful there because God is shaping and molt like and and to not despise. Cause I think sometimes it's like, oh, it's just children's ministry. Oh, it's just da 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 parking lot. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is it. This is that thing. This is this is the thing that is for you to do right now. Uh, and this is ministry. This is how you sharpen that thing in you. This is how you hone into what God is trying to do in this space, in this season. And it made me think of when I was teaching, um, because that was a place that I was like, I don't, I don't, why am I here? Um, <laughs> why am I here, Jesus? I'm supposed to be over here doing therapy, whatever, whatever. And man, I think back on that season now and I'm like, there was so much wealth that took place that was seated in me. There was so much that was mined up out of me. There's so many things that I learned in that space that equipped me for the space that I'm in now. And so I love that you just encourage people to like, be the baddest at whatever you doing, wherever you at, um, because that is the thing that ministry is happening right there. And that is confidence being built in you as you, as you faithfully steward that space. So God speaks. God speaks in that space. Mm-hmm. I, I got to be honest with you. I um, I remember serving one time in youth ministry and I was just being faithful, 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 faithful. But at some point, I don't know how I fell off. Mm-hmm. I fell off and I was like, man, God, this is becoming a drudgery. I was doing like this outreach thing with teenagers. I was like, oh, and I was talking to God about it. I was like, what is happening to me? What is going on? And God spoke to me and said, because you're doing out of obligation what you used to do out of love. Mm-hmm. And that taught me valuable things. I'm like, oh, I've fallen into this thing about going through the motions and making it routine. I've taken my eyes off of this is about people. This is about impacting generations. This is about soul winning. And when I took my eyes off of that, my love left. Mm. Why? Because I'm not thinking in terms of people. I'm thinking in terms of, you know, just going through the motions and just showing up and just being present. Those are very different things. So. I get that. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I know I know God grooms in those seasons of where he would have you to be. For sure. All right. So you then just showed out and all the things and just given us all the things to think about. Are there any like when it comes to building confidence, being confident in whatever the spaces uh, that you occupy that God has called you to any resources, anything that you would recommend tips, sermons? You said a lot and like playlists and things like that. Anything else that you would recommend in building confidence? So interestingly, when you asked me this, interestingly, um, I just kept saying I would be very remiss if I gave any resource higher than the word of God. I just absolutely do not believe that. I think it's kind of like anything that doesn't return you back to real truth Mm -hmm. is not 100 percent effective. I'm not saying it's not effective. I'm just saying it's not 100 percent effective. So, but I would say the word of God, you got to get a love for the word of God. You got to go and look. It's not enough to go to whatever church you're attending, streaming, whatever it is that it is you're streaming in. You have to have this relationship with God for yourself. You have to let God by his spirit teach you about you. When he does that, it's something about that that's unshakable. So now once you have that, then you reach for your, you know, your Kobe Bryant's mama mentality. Then you reach for your favorite podcast. Then you reach for the word of God at the church that you're called to. You know what I'm saying? And I oh, I so believe in that. 
I so believe in that, that you put a demand on the Holy Spirit where God has placed you in the body. God, speak to me. Speak to me here. Speak to me supernatural behind the word. God, the, the pastor could be preaching about anything in this world. But what is it that you want to say to me in this moment and glean from that and rely on that and get it de deep down in your spirit where it overrides your soul? You're renewing yourself in this thing. Not just don't just listen. You got to act on the word that's given. You got to act on the word that you're seeing. Memorize that scripture. Get it. What's stopping you from doing that thing? Stop. Don't reject truth. Hold on to truth like it's everything you got because it is everything that we've got. So I just encourage you, yeah, find the book that you like. I don't even want to give you the specific one because I don't want to say that it's just the things that be. That is just for me, okay? But I'm telling you, get, get the word of God down in your heart and get things that continue to solidify that word that's already given to you by God himself. And that's what I got for them. That's what I would refer you to. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, cool. So I co-signed that because, you know, I they, people know if you listen to this podcast anytime, you know, I'm a word nerd. So I'm always like, what's word say? Get on that. So I love that you recommended <laughs> that. And then the Lord will lead you into other things as you yeah. solidify, you know, that that pull on him and the demand and he'll circle you around to other resources. But I mean, he wants first place anyway. So that just makes sense to me. Okay. So how can people find you? How can they connect with you? um social media platforms websites what do you got for us okay so um so wootenandwrite.com we also have our email listed on there that's you know my my sister and I that's our blog we're actually in the middle of updating some things right now because there's a lot of content that we're actually going to be putting out there's a lot of things on our heart that we feel pressed to do um ministry wise um things that we just just really feel strongly we're supposed to be doing in the earth together and so wootenandwrite.com, you could check us out there. You know, obviously you could type in names and things in Instagram. Hey, we there. <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to um, just reach out, trust me, we're very responsive. We watch all that stuff and we'd love to hear from you. And, and we believe that God wants the best for you. Yeah, man. So I will link in. Um, your sister was on earlier in the season, Nina Wooten. And so I will link back in all of y'all's. Um, handles and stuff so that people can connect with you both and just push all the people there to get all that good, good content. Cause like, as y'all have heard, they both fire hoses. So um, you definitely want to connect with them on socials and um, on their blog and website so that you can just have a constant flow of the goodness. Um, so thank you so much for the perspective, for the insight. Thank you for what you brought to the podcast. So, so, so good. Well, thank you for having me. You listen, your insights were so, 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 so good. I absolutely love what you do. And I love that you're doing it and you're doing it confidently. Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay. So guys, um, season four is wrapped up. This is it. But I want you to know that you should definitely, definitely connect with us on Instagram. Like I've been telling you guys to do forever, Instagram and Facebook. Um, for sure, because um, we'll definitely start if we haven't already by the time that this releases posting videos and doing all the YouTube things. So even though season four is now over, you will definitely be able to still get content and stay connected and um, 
and just get fed, man, because I just I, I believe that God is doing something in the earth um, and he's wanting to equip people to launch them into purpose and to continue to um, support them in purpose because Jesus is all about, man, like reaching people. He's all about people. And so um, definitely connect with Instagram. Definitely connect on Facebook. It's the Walking Well podcast um, and Walking Well podcast with Jalon Martz on both of those two platforms. Definitely connect with Wooten and Wright um, and find them on Instagram. Um, so get the link in the show notes for that. As always, man. You've gotten so many good things about being healthy, about being whole, um, from, you know, parenting to mental health to your sexuality, um, to just like living life with Jesus and now living life confidently. And so I just pray that you've been equipped and felt so enriched through this season to be all that God has called you to be, because the whole heart is to be the women, to be the people that God originally intended for us to be. And so, um, I'm so, 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 so grateful for this time, for this season. Definitely get connected, like I said, because more is to come. So I love you guys. Guys, boss it out. Bye.